You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Are we rolling? Well, I think we're live. Hello. Hello. How are you, gang? I feel like we haven't talked to you in a few weeks. In two, to be in precise. two weeks. Yes. Which is funny because we're actually at the beginning. So it's odd that we've talked to you. It's like time is folding over on itself. Yes, a return to childhood and nostalgic times past where simpler things mattered. So 2017. 2017 2016, was a weird actually. time. When did this come out? The first this... season. Oh, they talked about this in 2016 because I remember reading spoilers about this show in 2016 because that was before uh, a big trip and i remember specifically thinking oh this is gonna be a hot mess (laughs) and i have not been proven wrong in any way shape or form but how little else i knew just in case you're joining us because you just randomly found this podcast oh, yeah. in the internet, I'm Chloe. Hi, I'm Ryan. And we are the Riverdale Gang podcast where we um, lovingly and trashingly talk about Ooh. Riverdale. The trash is in our words, it is in the show itself, the trash mm-hmm. is everywhere, but it's the good kind, the sugar trash. Yes, weird dark sugar trash is our yeah. genre of choice, <laughs> or our genre name rather of choice for this particular show. Yes, and welcome to our little watch along uh, for a summer rewatch, yeah. I guess summer hiatus. We used hiatus to mean so many other things, so like... The summer off season, maybe? Yeah, this is off season. So basically, we took over this show from two lovely people named Anne and Tia. Mm -hmm. And um, just so that everything's matchy-matchy, we're going to re-record a season one watch-along. Yes, get get our opinions at the table, because we've grown slightly addicted to that, I'll be honest. (laughs) Um, It's... Thank you for listening, because gosh, is it fun to talk to you all. Um... Yeah, so that's our plan at the moment. Um, We're going to jump in weekly, starting from the pilot this week. And uh, our plan is to rewatch the entirety of season one, which should take us, if calendars serve correctly, um, uh, right till the end of August. Yeah. And after August, we're not quite sure what'll happen because we have to wait for some Riverdale dates. Um, We're definitely gung-ho for season three. Um, and, uh, everything that entails, but, uh, we're likely going to have a little, uh, empty space in September, and, um, we've got some creative ideas in the works, um, some, I think we've bantered around a city tour at some point or another, a location tour, whether that's an episode or something else, uh, who knows? Um, but we are also talking about doing a little, um, Dungeons and Dragons style podcast. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Adventure Zone, uh, which is one of the premier uh, role-playing game play-along podcasts, and I've got a little something percolating in my brain. Um, I'll just drop that it's I'm taking some inspiration from Archie's Weird Mysteries, and I intend to run this game set in the world of Riverdale. So that might be an episode or two or three in the, yeah. the deep off-season. But we've got a lot of Riverdale to watch first. Yeah, and we're excited. I'm excited to revisit the first season because it's, um, it's it's still like deliciously trashy, but it's a little yeah. bit more innocent than the second season. Yes. Murders notwithstanding. Now, weirdly, I feel like end of season two, these characters were all every single one of them closer to the Archie comic characters I knew in their given circumstances than at the beginning of the pilot. Really? Well, that's, that's how I felt at the end of season two. Let's see if that holds at the end of the pilot. Okay, let's yeah, see. I'm I, interested. I have not rewatched the pilot since uh, last fall, I think. Yeah, it's been a while for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while for me. Um, I feel like I sort of, have most of my season one watching has been like going through highlights of stuff that I enjoyed. <laughs> some some skip view? Mm. Um, yeah, back in sure. Back in the Glee days, we used to... We used to find clean edits online. That was where people would take the new episode, sometimes within minutes, and chop out all of the Kurt and Blaine scenes and stick them on Tumblr so you didn't have to watch the rest of that filth. Wow. Glee got weird. Mm. 
at, by the end. I didn't last till the end, but I lasted far longer than that show had any right to keep me. But anyway, this is a better show, um, <laughs> despite having some uh, overlapping creators. I believe um, our friend Roberto has grown and evolved significantly since his days in the Glee Writer Room. Hmm. I, um, that, what that reminded me of, sorry, I, that was a little dead air for a <laughs> sec. Um, what that reminds me of is apparently out there, speaking of m- things that went on for too long, out there there is a fan cut Hobbit movie. <laughs> Yes. Which does oh, not include yes. any of the BS that was in the, the Hobbit movies. I just listened to this, pur- no this purist, this literary purist, debate whether she was going to organize her books by size or by public sha- publication chronological order. Well, they wouldn't fit. In- <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Chloe just moved. I did just move. We're in a new place, so there won't be any meowing cats for uh, for a bit, Mm -hmm. but I am getting a cat eventually. Yeah, this first um, recording binge, because I think we're going to pop off a few of these at once. Um, Mm -hmm. This this will be the the, um, sleepover arc of our off-season. We are pajamaed up. It is the evening uh, in the new Chloe home. We are functionally camped in her living room. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a good time. We are not completely unpacked. Mm-hmm. So the gang sleepover begins with a little uh, flashback pilot. Yeah. You ready to jump in, Chloe? So ready. I'm excited to see the beginning of all the character arcs. Yeah. Now, just uh, just in case any of you are joining us for the first time, um, our format is a little preamble, a little postamble. Is that a word? Um, but mostly sure. uh, a watch-along commentary track. Um, so uh, the idea is... If you also are Netflixing, pop it up and watch along with us. Um, or listen while you're in transit the day after watching the show. How you do you. But yeah. suggested uh, suggested formats to begin. Formats to begin, Chloe. That's formats. a seg. A terrible one, but I'll take it. All right. Let's Netflix do it. Netflix ready. Pressing in three, two. Ba-doom. Oh, there it is. Ba-doom. Oop. Gotta get those headphones in for audio copyright purposes. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Look, there's Riverdale. Oh no, the story's beginning. People who live in the town. Ah, <sighs> this narration was more ominous back before we knew how much more ominous it could yeah. get. So innocent. Twilight Drive-In. There's so, my high school. So what I really do love about a pilot is that a good pilot can be a manifesto, you know? Yeah, and also, like, oh, man, talk about tone setting. Yeah. This creepy song and these two matching twins in this blood-red car. Yeah. Opening on this Cheryl Blossom feast of aesthetic is really spectacular. Um, and it's, it's lovely watching this with the informed character development that I, I we've yeah. come to grow in love with, with Cheryl. Do we ever hear Jason talk? Oh, that's a very good question. I'm going to be watching for that. This whole season. I miss Dilton Doily. Where'd Dilton yeah. go? It was an that's... unused, unused character. They made him Cheryl so, so weird. Mournful. It's Something I'm really going to be watching for here is um, the change from Pilot Cheryl to Cheryl who's actually lost her brother Cheryl. Because yeah. there's... She is faking it here, right? Yeah. Nuts. Which is... Yeah. Um, oh, well, here's Alice. <laughs> I opened his last name. That is Alice's manifesto. Yeah. Um, oh, boy, Oh, wow. That Alice. is like a pre... What are we doing about spoilers? Oh, this is a spoiler-heavy space, I think. Okay, spoiler-heavy yeah. space. Warning. That is a pre-Black Hood Hal Cooper we just saw. <laughs> yup, yup. They sure didn't know he was a mass murderer yet, I bet. Nope. Okay. Yeah, it's been two weeks since the finale. I think I think if you're with it to a point of pursuing a podcast about this show, mm-hmm. you probably caught up. Unless you are one of our view, uh, one of our listeners, and I know the Thunder Quack Network has a few who are in countries that do not yet have the rights to screen. Um, in which case, heads up, we're mm-hmm. spoiling hard. 
And there's Veronica arriving. Oh, she looks so the same. Like, they've kept her look on point, I would say. Maybe a little bit more Gothamite into this episode's dressing. Yeah. Oh, Smithers. Who thought you'd become important? Mm. <laughs> That's a critical plot point. I like Hermione right out of the gate. Yeah. She she had so much more spotlight and focus than um, than Alice, who I think has come to become much more my favorite character as the moms go, as far as interest. But mm-hmm. oh yeah. man, Veronica is like so not ready for small town life. Anyway, <laughs> you know she adjusts really quick. Honestly, she screws up a lot in the pilot here, but <gasps> Betty's iconic ponytail. He, Kevin, my boy. My beautiful childs. So adorable. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Uh, boy next door, girl next door. Beautiful and classic. Swell. <laughs> when you're straight guys, he needs to be told what he wants, so tell him. <laughs> uh, poor Kevin. He uh, has to wait a whole season before he like gets to have a voice. I mean, he is literally hooking up with Moose in the woods this episode. Oh, that's true. So, you know, he doesn't have a Six voice, more but Kaiser's mouth is occupied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony Morrison book release party. Are... Oh my god, that's <laughs> so cute. Wait, that's a little bit weird. That Tony Morrison. I wouldn't have pegged that for her character voice and development. Hmm. Um, I definitely would have expected someone more journalistic. Um, someone with much less um, visual writing aesthetic. Yeah. Hmm. But they were song lyrics. They, um, oh, Archie. Oh, Archie. Um. I kind of buy that for Betty's character because I feel like mm. Betty is a bit self-righteous and I think she has a little bit like, my mm. favorite author is an African-American author. You know, I think there's a little of that. Yeah, I can see that. You know? That makes that makes sense. And and I guess her fundamental Betty, who, you know, despite growing up in a literary family, uh, has definitely found her voice in some interesting and terrifying ways since, the, since these uh, pilot days. Hmm. Aw, look at their cute little friendship, and she loves him. When the only things at stake were childhood crushes. Pop date! Hmm. Finishing demos. That that seems a little advanced for, you know, a two-month inappropriate relationship with your music teacher. Oh, there's Veronica spotting Archie. In a cape Archie. and a hood. They pulled no punches, and I love it. Wow, I forgot that like the old comics centered completely on this love triangle, and that um, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, the visuals and pops, these are these are such a statement. Um, every little flicker and flash of light that they had coming through the window looked so well planned, and um. Really, the promise of the cinematography that they they set up in in this scene, um, right down to their their core contrasting, um, you know the hard, the hard hot red, night blue, that um, this place is strictly in cold blood. That's like <laughs> a one of very few of direct a, references. Well, it's also a piece of foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, I interrupted you in the middle of making a point. I was making a meandering point. It's fine. Yours mattered and was poignant and <laughs> responsive to what Aww. was happening on screen. Uh, I was waxing. I'm still going to wax, though. I like waxing. And I like the fact that they've dialed up the saturation intensely, but yeah. I feel like it's kind of a comp... Uh, it, it might be a compensation. Like, the, the, the camera checks they're doing refle- with reflections here, with framing is so precise mm-hmm. um, as they get a little more casual with the camera work. I feel like they've dialed up the color work um, to maintain what they're setting up here. You know, like thinking about the, the technical shorthand that might be evolving. 
Hmm. Yeah. Football trials. Football trials. Why was that not not okay? How could that because, be a thing? Because I think what's his name, Fred, wants him to work on the site. Oh right, They're right. In sophomore year. Why do they care about grades? <laughs> They're in sophomore year. I America. Is that? Isn't do that? They... Mom, I'm a sophomore. Okay, good. Maybe it's just Alice be being real. Alice. Okay, sophomore is the number the the tenth grade, right? Uh, yes. These are tenth grade babies. Yeah, they're in eleventh grade in second season, and I guess prom's are, coming. Are are they? I <laughs> have they. I don't think they've gotten through a whole year yet. Have they? They've had a Christmas, haven't they? I don't know what's happening. Like it snowed, a year but then end, it unsnowed. Haven't they had a year end something? Ah, uh, yeah. Ooh. Or maybe it was just a Christmas party. I can't remember. A holiday party? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they've had another Alice. summer. I because... already your Adderall creepy. <laughs> but that never gets referenced again. Points. The inconsistencies and character traits that did not carry on through from the pilot are also super telling. Ah, <sighs> uh, your school. Which school is this, Chloe? Hey, it's old Reggie. It's Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) Back when Reggie was going to be a character. I'm glad Reggie's going to be a character again. Oh my gosh, shut up. You know, I could have done with more time with Vapid Bro Reggie. (laughs) Moose doing the... You tap. Oh man. Oh no. Yep. Number one thing that I'm not looking forward to this season... (laughs) Yep. Wait, uh, they were teasing him about his possible uh, encounter. Nation, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like that? That that didn't come up when the whole murder investigation was happening later. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Well, they have what? a gay bar. Well, they did in the pilot, anyway. <laughs> Hmm. It's interesting trying to talk along to a pilot because sometimes your favorite character starts monologuing exposition and there's nothing to say because you're swept up in their wonderful, charming character voices. Uh, It turns out that was right, wasn't it? He sure was the devil incarnate. (laughs) Hmm. Mm, Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine. Great reference. Uh, They're not quite this dense with the referential I humor mean, anymore, are they? Kevin did like just like Veronica did just humiliate Kevin, be like, "You're gay. Yes. We'll just be best friends." Like she deserves a little humiliation back, frankly. Completely, completely. Oh, here's like Josie and the Pussycats, which we wanted more of always, and we have not been getting. Instead, we just got less of, and that's not what we asked for, Riverdale. That's not what we've wanted since the pilot. This always felt like it was almost a backdoor pilot just, like, being built over the whole season. Like, um, I, I'm, I'm here for more Josie. Yeah. But there was something, there's something about the pussycats that are on, off, off tone. Like, they yeah, are their own tone. Melody did? And not another one since. One since, at least. Yes. Two, maybe. Hmm. Lips. Just in Ginger Lake. They played with this pilot script for a long time, didn't they? Hmm. <laughs> now, I didn't realize um, this before. Um, that um, the creator is worked for Archie Comics before taking on this project. <laughs> um, and that answered the initial question I always had about the pilot, was how did this ever even happen? They are endgame. They are endgame. That's really cute. <laughs> I like how Kevin thinks. See, his his metatextual nerdism has been laid since the beginning. Yeah. He always spoke in nerd. We just weren't listening. Um, <laughs> I actually like... I noticed that Veronica's like a little bit more... Aloof and cool. Mm-hmm. 
That is one very subtle difference. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it makes sense given the changing scale in emotional trauma this Veronica has experienced from future Veronica. (laughs) The setup of Archie, Moose, and Reggie as the three football bros of the school. Yeah. That, they grew out of that real quick, didn't they? Not the three characters, but the setup of the three as a trio. That, um, yeah. Hi, Grundy. On this mortal coil, that's not how you use that word. (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl's trying. Grundy. (sighs) Those glasses. (laughs) I feel like they understand what they did. And Ooh. like the show creators, I, I kind of feel like there's a, there's a bit of a, an awareness that this was not a great choice, hmm. the Grundy plot, certainly at the core. Well, it's definitely like a, I think the point of it is definitely like a bit of a, an attention getter. Like mm. someone's going to stay with the end of the episode, you know, True. until the end of the episode, I mean to say. Mm. It's definitely hyper sensational. Mm. Um, and it definitely... Uh, was part of the pre-show buzz, right? The the deep hyperbole of it. Oh, oh dear. Like, the way this resolved this season, yeah. and, you know, w- without fully a- approving with how Grundy was killed off, um, the way it's been held in the character's knowledge since. Yeah. Like, you know, the bro-joking... That happened at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have not done that. And I, I am pleased with that. Yeah. Um, Got a good sense oh, of the lines. Oh, this is the beginning of the Fred and Hermione stuff. Interesting. Right out of the gate. Yeah. That was that was such a big thing this season. That is such a big thing this season. This yeah. season is present tense again. Yay! Yep. Oh. Remember when Hermione felt like a low-status, like plucky doing it on her own single mom like yeah but is she is she here to like get started on the eventual Hiram takeover plan or is this just I really kind of need something to do in a new town this is truly a question I'm gonna think we're gonna be asking all season um much as the questions I'm gonna be asking watching all of the Blossom family scenes yeah. Like, you know, I know the I know the actors probably weren't told any of this stuff in advance, but um treating it as a coherent single narrative. Yeah. Those are really interesting parts of this rewatch yeah. for me. Like, I sure don't think she was played that way to be mm. a front agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but coming straight out of the end of season 2 into this, it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I feel so sorry for Hermione in this moment. Mm-hmm. The music choice, consist, again, consistently committing to these um, non-diagenic lyrical ballads and, like, high-intense, high-emotional, sincere songs. Oh, well, that was a nice switch from diegetic to non-diegetic. Really was, yeah. I was like, oh, that's KJ Appa singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There and again, very smooth, very slick, very well cut and planned. Um, It's actually really good. (laughs) (laughs) Veronica is a little... She... Yeah, is this strategy? Yeah, I don't know. Why Why isn't he sitting with his football buddies? He's sitting with his cool nerdy friends. That's so great. Eh, or Betty sat with him. But maybe that's what they do. They got the campy childhood friend thing. See, he got that little boy boyish smile in while they're talking about him. <laughs> oh, yep, flirt harder, Veronica. Mm, little flirt, little flirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, Cheryl. I'm Cheryl Blossom. Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess I wouldn't. The layer, the layers of what who Cheryl and Betty have become makes me so happy. 
<laughs> the chrysalis would be really cute. Um, she's not wearing her st- striking red lipstick yet. Oh, you're right. That hasn't yeah. been fully developed yet. She's also fake mourning at this point, which is, which is interesting. Ooh. She's <laughs> being the gay best friend still thing. Cheryl, the twice in this episode, Cheryl calls out a trope, and it's, and I like it. It's yeah. it's what I wanted from Deadpool, honestly. <laughs> right now oh whoa that was a little dig at her weight rude true cheryl has grown cheryl bombshell hey, is that actually twitter oh we should find I out think that's actually twitter <laughs> yes see this is an interesting Again, that that wave of little um, little true. sensational <laughs> shock factor things, right? Um, we're not at the Vixens uh, tryout yet, but um, this is so much <laughs> more referential humor than yeah, I remember. Yeah, this is really referential. I'm like, one of the reasons I keep going quiet is I'm absorbing all the references. <laughs> I like this is the beginning of their little friendship. Yeah. B and V. Oh no. Which they quickly Listening cemented. To the music. She's moved by it. That might be my old school to... No, it's not. <laughs> this this is the the I keep harping on it, but the glee is scene of all the glee and glee. <sighs> Including deeply inappropriate intergenerational <laughs> uh, everything. What what is she doing? Take teaching high school in a small town she went to Juilliard maybe because she continually burns bridges by sleeping with underage students that's probably why that's probably why she's worked her way down that's literally how she worked her way to the next place that was yeah over in Greendale to be her to to her credit she is trying to like end it yeah but he definitely called her Miss Grundy in that flashback yeah <laughs> and as we've established this is a pattern of oh yeah Geraldine's... this is the clue about jason blossom yep man that looks so idyllic yeah the two of them by that river coming out of last scene's Mad Men reference very like yeah who's lighting fire that framework oh she's so smart Yep, it's like she's hidden crime before, huh, Geraldine? Huh? <laughs> Are you used to cons- cons- considering? Yeah. <sighs> and also comes our first wave of sweet, derpy, naive Archie, who just just goes up with whatever someone who he likes or wants to be liked by tells him. Oh, sweet boy. And then look at them go. Oh yeah, she had uh, minions back then. It's a shame they've vanished. Where's the sizzle? (laughs) There's some familiar um, Cheryl. (laughs) Don't freak out. Just trust me. Oh, this makeout scene. What was the point of this? I don't remember. The trailer. The point was the trailers. One hundred percent. Uh. Also, Veronica being big city, and yes. Cheryl already being too. Being kissing has been taboo since nineteen ninety four. That was sloppy, Ronnie. That was a sloppy trick to try to pull. <sighs> oh boy! Oh my gosh, this... Cheryl! Oh my god! What is all this? Oh, I forgot how horrible Cheryl used to be. Just. Just all social interaction is a weapon to her. But now that we know her parents, it makes sense, doesn't it? Huh? Now that we know her parents. Yes, that's true. Like, oh, all social interaction has been weaponized. (laughs) Cheryl has lived some stuff. I also love that she is the one, um, twice over calling out sloppy gay queer representation. Uh... Yeah. Also, Betty Lake. Mm-hmm. The foundations of her anger issues. Yeah. Which they sure have taken and run with. Oh, boy. Aw, oh, Betty. 
I like yeah. that they use the fingernails thing again in season two. I like that specific tick. And it, it is such a strong visual. Making fists so hard you stab yourself. Mm. Oh, I love that Veronica is amazing. Mm-hmm. And right out of the gate, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this great speech. Mm-hmm. Lovely deconstruction. Though, once again, coming at this knowing Cheryl better, um, <laughs> she's got something going on, too. Yeah, Veronica is being, like, so, like, I've been you. Shut mm-hmm. up. I know who you are. And it's interesting realizing, like, no, she doesn't. Yeah, that's like, true. She's not wrong, and this is clearly a speech meant to be on her side from her perspective. Mm-hmm. For us to fall for her as a character. Yeah. But, yeah. A matching set. So cute. Also, fast friendship. Oh, kind of a power move of Veronica's, I think. I, I do think she was quick to gather her people. Yes. Uh, as a real social strategy. Yeah. Where's Coach Clayton also? Yeah. Good to see that's, him again. Hey. Hello, bud. Yeah. That's... Hey, Clayton. I mean, we got Chuck back, so the coach will be relevant again. Whether that is the actor, because pilot actors. That's sloppy, coach. That's That's sloppy. Small town people get what that stuff means, in my experience. (sighs) Yeah. Man, all pressure on Archie. Those abs are like a calling card you cannot deliver. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Poor Archie with his working class crisis. Interesting how Archie switched from uh, which side of working class Archie sits on in our uh, class conflict this season. Ah, River Vixens. Very Betty Bit Draper season one. I agree. Actually, you know, not a bad plot arc uh, as far as comparison from yeah. uh, deeply naive to deeply painfully jaded and realistic. I haven't actually seen much of Mad Men, but mm. maybe that's a nice piece of foreshadowing for Betty's character. Well, I hope not, because good things don't come to Betty Draper. Oh, don't they? No. Never, in fact. I mean, Betty Draper does some good things, but the world is not kind to Betty Draper. (laughs) The last time I feel like I saw Betty Draper, she's like firing a gun in a backyard. Yeah, shooting the bird in her front yard. Right. That was a nice, you know, that's where Betty's at, I think. (laughs) Cool. Sounds about right. By the way, this is a nice, like, little beginning of... Beginning of their friendship and their closeness. Putting that foundation in yeah. place. Hmm. Aww. Yeah. And here's Veronica trying to make a new person, which you actually see the fruits of later when uh, what's mm. his name comes to town. Yep, Nick St. Clair. It's in- interesting. Like, Veronica's coming at this new life with so much energy and optimism. Like, I- I- again, this is, I think, what I what I was um, touching on mm. when I was saying at the end of season two, they feel more like themselves. This newness and this freshness Veronica's got coming, it doesn't make sense yet to me. You know, she's she's mysterious. She's the mysterious new woman in town. Um, and that, I think, gets in the way of the established character strength and dynamic that um, is core vintage Riverdale is core Archie yeah. comics. Um, the social dynamic of this town is so integral um, that they did mm-hmm. excellent job, I think, rapid establishing the B&B dynamic. Yeah. But it feels like two years of maturation, one crazy school year of maturation is what I wanted to get us to a true... Um, Riverdale status quo. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Veronica's like, that's not... That's not yep. what I meant. Veronica's like, with it. okay. <laughs> I mean, I kissed you earlier, but... 
Oh, Archie. <laughs> Unacceptable Archiekins. <laughs> Archiekins right out of the gate. I like it. Torture <laughs> <laughs> musical genius. Oh, lovely. Hmm. And, yep, Betty doesn't know how to be wingmend. Alas. No. And Archie also is like, I've never been asked by, it's just like, it's also like very like natural in a way about like, oh, two girls just asked me to the dance. No big deal. <laughs> this is a, this is a side of Betty I, I would like to get back to one day. Yeah. Betty. This is really cute and sweet. But this is maybe the beginning of webcamming. Mm. What is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's upset. I forget how judgy Alice is about the judgiest stuff. That's yeah. see, That also played as arbitrary moralizing the first time through. Like, whole fresh new Alice Cooper perspective. And I like it. I'm mm-hmm. here for it. She's not right, but I understand why she's being this Alice Cooper. Yeah. There's so much matured backstory payoff yeah. happening on this show. Uh, I'm... You know, so often going back to a pilot, I think, oh, this is a different show. This is what they started doing, right? But I'm I'm liking how many seeds are being planted right now that I've only just started to pay off last season. Yeah. And trying to be a good person. Oh. <laughs> Alice is like... What is happening with Alice right now? Is she just angry about everything? I th- uh, This Alice... Oh, this Alice has declared vendetta against Blossoms, right? Oh, right. Um, and I, I'd be I'd be interested to pick apart, as the dialogue goes, whether this has been her default to the Blossoms, or whether this is this is the true reflaring of the Blossom Cooper, um, animity. Oh, right. Here's oh. this bag of right. Missing bag. She's like, there is no snakes. snakes. Chill. Oh, right. That other critical plot point. Oh, Gosh. look at all that cash. They jam a lot of plot point in real quick. Those are all Benjamins. <laughs> this is this is the one moment that makes me think, no, Hermione's not front guard. Right. Yeah. Which makes who she's become and who she is becoming so much sadder. Yeah. By the way, hmm. I'm going to call something. Mm-hmm. Luke Perry has not aged into dad. He's hot. Yes. He's I a- think he's he- hot. He's aged into Dilf. Yeah, he's super Dilfy. And like mm-hmm. Dilfy in a different way than uh, Tom Keller and Hiram Lodge, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, Luke Perry wouldn't register as too old for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is... That's a fine line. What's what's happening here? Um, oh, football right. he just and music. Wants to play music. Man, Archie, are you ever going to look back on this conflict and just <laughs> perspective, kids? <laughs> How far you've come? Hmm. You know, as much as Archie's been dragged over the coals, he is so much more interesting than he was in this pilot. He's yeah. A, he's a lovely, bland, naive, completely uninteresting character in this pilot. And that's that's not the performance. He's performed so well, but he's aggressively uninteresting at the core of this town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the least interesting thing going on. And that was... I like that choice, too. I think that choice aged very well into the show they've crafted. Like get, he has so much journey to go on to become worthy of any any attention. That's hmm. such a cheap move though. We don't talk anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. What where's the speech ending? I'm not sure. <laughs> man to man. Long Luke Perry pauses. They have consequences. This is a weird speech for, like, uber-supportive Fred Andrews. <laughs> you don't have to lie. Actually, that's good advice. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I, I f- yeah, I feel like that's that's core Fred Andrews. We're going to get to some small-town hokey wisdom, and it means everything. Well, 
I mean, that's actually pretty solid advice you just gave oh, him. To- totally, yeah. I, I say that jokingly, but yeah. Um, but I also think um, some of Fred's speeches give Archie some complexes. Yeah. Like, that kid thinks a lot about the nuances of... Well, it's not the Met Ball. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I have to say, this this dress that Betty's in is really fun. Hmm. It's like she's in, like, a carved sorbetto mm. cake. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good that they they established right out of the gate um, the play and range of Betty looks. Um, aside from the iconic imagery of someone like Veronica. Yeah. I just like the cut. It's like really sexy while still being very like mm. innocent. Yeah. The faint fluff to it, but still really heavy drape and texture oh oh and there's like a little side gaps oh what oh yeah vents moose see kevin kevin was getting it right out of the gates yeah kevin's living his best life since the pilot and never change riverdale don't give him a boy drama give him some happiness (laughs) (laughs) did we have a deal the secret. Ooh, Geraldine. Ooh. Archie, you're playing with fire. She is literally trying not to give in to her inappropriate and... He's def- is he bribing her? Who's bribing who here? This seems like a toxic relationship. So much. Not and so indecent proposal. That's cute. Also, the fundamental issue that she has unintentionally already groomed him. Yeah. Like, you gave the puppy dog a morsel. (sighs) Yeah, you gotta leave education, Geraldine. You just... (laughs) Please leave. (gasps) Rude! Hmm. Moose, rude, rude, rude. Oh, yeah. Kevin, with that real good, real good look, real subtle kid. Oh, wow. Real, real closety. Good job, Boyle. <laughs> De facto queen. <laughs> Aww. To know them is to be obsessed. Yeah, well, there's that, some that's, foreshadowing. That's been, that's been my experience of Josie and the Pussycats in I, this show, actually. Also Cheryl's. This is the night Jason and I were conceived. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy and inappropriate, Cheryl. Yes. Just... Do you not also, what know? song is it going to be? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Cindy oh, Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Oh, fun. <sighs> Aww. Hmm. Uh, she's trying so hard to be, like, a good, helpful, supportive, like, stereotypical wifey type. Mm-hmm. Just what we all experiment with is lady types in sophomore year, unfortunately, and then we realize it's not fulfilling and we move on. <laughs> Some people like it. Some people like it, that's true. Yeah. It works occasionally. It's a good option on the table. But oh, not got, a good default. She's also got this script in her head. I'm a cheerleader, you're in football. Yeah. Oh, the power couple. Script written by early 90s rom-coms. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, Archie. No, stop looking at Miss Grundy. (laughs) Bad. Yep, and also such a tell. You're being so subtle, kid. (sighs) Oh, no. You know, he looks a little dorkier here than they make him in the future, too, and I like that. Yeah. I like slightly polka dotty bow tie and... I'm in the mood for chaos. Oh, Cheryl Blossom. When are you not, my friend? When are you not? Oh, my God, she changed her dress. Of course she did. (laughs) I forgot that she threw this after party. And then burnt down the house. Yes. Yes, Andrew, yes. Reggie knows how to wingman. Yeah. Because Reggie's a pig. That's a, he was riding the ginger stallion. Dang, Cheryl. Oh, no pressure. She wants it. Does Cheryl want it to be her? Oh, oh, no doubt in my mind. 
This should be fun. I mean, she might just be sowing chaos. That's also pretty Cheryl. I don't know. Does Cheryl... Has Cheryl decided dating is a reasonable enough power move at this point in time? Veronica's so sweet. She's, like, trying to take one for the team for Betty and then is like, Yeah. Yep, yep. She's as... Lily is the Antichrist. (laughs) You ain't wrong. I actually really (laughs) like this beginning for them. Like, this sort of sizzles in the background until... Mm -hmm. The end of the first season, right? Mm -hmm. We'll see. And it really nicely... um, They're both trying so hard to to know each other as friends first. (laughs) And that's really great for a couple that is um, notably about, uh, you know, a quick, shallow charge. You know, the hot girl with the money. Letting them grow. Friends forever. Ugh, clues. (laughs) Is it all it is? (laughs) Uh, Is she, like, trying to help Betty... Or is she trying to wiggle in? It's hard to know. I feel like she's... Because we don't even know, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Is, 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 are you for me? Or... That's a fair question. I, um... They oh, have good chemistry here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's choosing when she has a choice to be a good wingman. But yeah. that there's some just some actual chemistry that's happening. That's... My read on this scene. And Veronica is just can't help but lean yeah. into it. I sort of feel like up to this this moment, Summer. they actually are communicating really well about friendship yes. and feelings. It's like a kind of a good mm-hmm. a little... It's and, the... then, and then they move in for the kill. But it's a good antidote to the, the, the love triangle rubbish. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, what I was hoping they would not t- bother with in this show. They've been good about it. Even, you know, right on to actual intercouple drama. Yeah. Ask me anything you want. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Veronica's got moves. Impressive moves. <laughs> what a, what a filmic oh. line. Yeah, except, like, sophomore year only happens once. Go ahead and do it. (laughs) That's my view. Yeah, but none of us knew that in sophomore year. No. (laughs) Real good from Reggie. He is nicely disheveled. Yep. It's now the damage control. How do you get an Uber in Riverdale? How do you get an Uber in Riverdale? Although most most medium sized towns in this part of the U.S. are not far from a city, right? I don't know. My yeah, my sense of know. East Coast geography is pretty sketchy yeah, at best. Yeah, I guess it is sort of East Coastish. It always had Ooh. kind of a Milwaukee vibe to me. Oh, I love this dress, Veronica's, and I didn't get a chance to see it. Mm. Yes. And Hermione and Veronica's relationship. Yeah. A lot of screen time for this mother daughter stuff, and I like it. They're real solid right out of the gate. Who these two are together with each other. Aww. I I love that this is a cornerstone. Yeah. Of what we're going forward through and with. And like the choice to really... To, to align each of the gang with one of their parents. was really powerful. And I think really, really effective. It's paid off wonderfully. Yeah. Oh, I oh man, no wonder I fell for Jughead. Look at this little introduction. Mm-hmm. It's so literarily perfect. Yeah. Crisply. It's the Nighthawks in that's a nice reference, which they actually make in a <laughs> a show title, I think, eventually. Yes. The painting Nighthawks. What's the painters again? Hey? The painter? Uh I don't remember. Yeah. Is it Hopper? It sounds I need to know. I'm going to look it up <laughs> during this scene. During Jughead's introduction. Yeah. Ya boy is on the screen. I know, but but Betty's also my girl, for one thing. And um, for another. Yes, the microphone is in front of the screen, Chloe. 
Um, <laughs> yes, the microphone is in front of the screen. Um, uh, I want to know, Nighthawks. All that lovely muted Cole Sprouse acting. Yes. These are our, our, our core four here. They've not changed a lot in their character um, portrayals. They've grown into them, but again, there's not a lot of pilot drift that happened. Yeah. Any luck on our painter name? It is Edward Hopper. I thought it was Hopper, but I wasn't positive. Mm. I feel so much better. Well referenced. Hmm. Back before Bughead. Back before Bughead also there. Back, back before we knew Bughead was even on the table. Yeah, that was... I have to say, when Bughead first happened, I think one of the reasons I really liked it was it was so unexpected. It was a really unexpected plot point. That yeah. house is so familiar. That house is just so <laughs> Vancouver. Yep, it looks like um, a number of houses I've lived next to. Yeah. Um, always in the dumpier next door house, usually in the basement suite. But... I really like... I really like that they make this decision early on that Archie and Betty are not happening. Yep, yep. Or at, at least not not for a long time. Not be, yeah. not until they're very different people, right? Yeah. Oh. oh, no. This is one of those hard moments where there's, like, love yeah. in a friendship and there's no yeah. reciprocal romantic feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to... You know, in in Betty's defense, draw the the idea that you know, how much is she in love with Archie? How much does she love her best friend Archie? And how much is she in love with the idea of how perfect he fits? Yeah, right. Especially in the Alice Cooper built picture that I imagine she is still fitting herself to at yeah. this point. Like Pilot Betty reminds feels a lot more alike. Um, later season Polly as far as kind of the the bright a little too young innocence going on yeah oh yeah for the record I'm not gay it's true bisexuality exists moose (laughs) (laughs) everything but kiss (laughs) Kevin at least you have a healthy attitude to how unfortunate your life is (laughs) Kevin Kevin knows how it goes Kevin has learned oh. to game the system. Kevin just tripped over a corpse. I forgot about that. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Oh, what a grim looking corpse. And we get back to a, a fun musical cue. Mm-hmm. And oh man, this like, this incredible prop, this creepy, mm-hmm. um, for the record, faces really explode when they get shot. Yep. Yep. That's not. Yep. That's a very pretty corpse. Yep. Sorry to get kind of real, but (laughs) this is a grim, like there isn't a lot of, there aren't a lot of outdoor shots in the second season. Mm, Yeah. Um, Except these these scene establishing ones, but not the like sweet raw water valley kind of. Yeah. There's not a lot of like, this is almost like raw wilderness almost. Yeah. Yeah. There aren't a lot of those in the second season that I recall. Well, yeah, I think it's, they were especially establishing how rural and small the town was. Yeah. I feel like this sort of a set is pretty critical to that. Um, that horror shot, that b- straight-up body horror shot with the, Jason's corpse yeah. is also, I think, very manifesto. It's very saying, this is what show this is. We're, go- we're going this dark. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, an important coda to... The Grundy and the fake lesbian kiss and all of the um, wink nudge edgy yeah. that they toy with. I do think that, um, yeah, it's really interesting going back to this episode. Mm-hmm. The tone setting mm. is like so purposeful. Yep, yep. Which but is great. Like that's what good fanfic probably should do. 100%. Yeah. Um, choosing your mood, choosing your vibe. Thinking of this as fanfic is lovely. Thank you, Chloe. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, I used to really resent the label fanfic, which is a mm. long conversation that we can have another <laughs> time. But I used to think fanfic as an art form was illegitimate, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't really feel that way anymore because so much, mm. like, you could argue that every readaptation of Shakespeare is a fanfic. I'm certainly going to argue that everything that Dante 
Zinferno is is AU Bible thick self insert. Yeah, yeah. It's, totally. it's explicitly a Mary Sue self insert. You could argue that all of Western building. literature is fanfic for the Bible. <laughs> the Passion of the Christ is fanfic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's like almost like that's original fanfic material. Fanfic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how much a fanfic is almost original material, like Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Riverdale. Um, yeah, just like the tone setting is really, really yep. intense and direct. It's very sexualized. Yeah. It's got dark moments. Mm-hmm. Um, the musical cues are like really purposeful. Yep. And that's one of my favorite things about this show. Bold, strong, present, acknowledge music. Yeah. They do not let it background. And they haven't quite start doing started doing very daring things with the lighting yet. No, they but haven't. It's got this really like glowy, mm-hmm. saturated thing that looks like really creepy when Cheryl's by the river, but then yeah. like really precious when Betty's in the dress, for example. There are a lot of very careful shots here that I uh, suspect took them a lot longer than they have time to storyboard and stage in this level of detail on the the week to week, like the. The storyboarding of this likely, I, I imagine, looked like a comic book, right? The, uh, the if, if you're not familiar with storyboarding, it's um, actually making essentially a comic of here's the main scene shot, here's the main scene shot, and uh, drawing out in with perspective techniques. Here, you know, here's the shape and the the look and the composition of frame we want to right. create, and uh, it's where you track uh, a lot of your blocking and your your camera movements. Mm-hmm. In, in planning out a mm-hmm. shot. And many of the shots that, especially in Pops, especially at Sweetwater River, especially the Jason and Cheryl walking down shot, they had these immaculately planned, unusual angles um, and visuals that are much more in line with what I see in a film um, that I think a lot of the color grading evolving in later episodes... I feel like it's a it's an easier way to achieve the same tone. Mm. I feel like they've come mm. to the same cho- tone, but in a way that is much. Um, it's it, you can slap it on uh, a lot of other scenes. And given the propensity they've shown for playing a cross genre and specific genre homage or sub episodes, yeah, I, I I really think that um, it's a very smart and sensible evolution of their aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, like, watching this from the start of the race is, like, yeah. really satisfying. Yeah. And I, I forgot how much fun kind of cheeky plot happens in this and how adolescent the plot is. Because mm. the second episode, like, I just forgot they were teenagers, honestly. Like, are oh, yes. doing all sorts of stuff that teenagers don't do? So, um, <laughs> I love, like, there's this dance and there's this after party and there's the cheerleader mm. tryouts and the football tryouts. Like, yeah. it's very... Um, it's very, um, it almost is idyllic, except there's a snake in Eden. Yeah. Well, we've, I, by the end of season two, we've blown so far back past any high schooler stakes, mm-hmm. any high schooler life mm-hmm. stakes mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the, the hook to bring us back into the high school involves having Archie, you know, arrested. The, the hook is yeah. he's being removed from high school stakes yet again. Yeah. Right. That's and true. I think that is, you know, they, they set us up deep in this high school trope world. Um, perhaps because they know how quickly they're going to blow past it and never look back. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I just had a realization about this end of the second season that I'm going to share with you after we start recording. <laughs> it's a theory that you don't want to be tested on, I hear. I see. Uh, I, guess. I, I just, I don't think it has a place in this particular podcast episode. Got it. Anyway, sorry, digression. <laughs> we will reveal that eventually. I promise <laughs> we will. Much um, will be revealed on upcoming wow. Riverdale. Oh, what a, what a treat to come back to this at the beginning. I'm so pleasantly surprised how many things I like, how many things have maintained, have have uh, grown rather than changed. Yeah. I, I Oh, Cheryl. Okay. Whew. We're yeah. just going to start talking about how much we love the show, which we do. That's um, kind of our whole jam. That's kind of our whole jam. Sort of. Um, did <laughs> we uh, do we feel like winding down? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we got a, pro- a lot to process from that. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to pull out some like cake or something. We need sleepover snacks next. Yeah. 
We have popcorn. Lots of popcorn. Yeah. Time for next snacks, Chloe, and we don't need on the podcast. Yes, that's true. All right, we're going to go have our snacks, and then we'll see you. We'll be back here for uh, Season 1, Episode 2, Chapter 2, Touch of Evil. It'll be like no time at all has passed for us. Yes, <laughs> perhaps only 35 minutes. But for you, Riverdale gang, I look forward to seeing you next week. What is time? We're like, we recorded the first, second season, now we're recording the first season. You're we, getting this next week, but we're getting it in 35 minutes. What is time? We are time all things in every place and all one. But Riverdale gang and uh, Riverdale the show are recorded and filmed on the unceded uh, territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would like to say thank you to Mike and Thunderquack and to all of you for listening. Yeah, thanks for sticking around with us for the summer or um, coming back to us in September when you remember Riverdale was a thing because you couldn't handle the stress all summer. I feel that as well. So if you're just returning, this isn't season three yet, guys. If you're really confused, (laughs) we're not on season three yet. We're not on season three. We're going back to season one. You You can skip ahead. Look at the titles. Read the titles. Okay, see you in a bit, gang. (laughs) Bye, gang.